Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and I am excited to spend our first day back in our new year. So happy new year to everybody out there. I uh, hope your holidays were were good to you and you were able to spend some good quality time doing the things that you love to do and maybe even having a small conversation about money and finances because uh, that's one of my favorite things to do and that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, our money and our finances and how that all affects us because that's what we do here at the uh, Inspired Choices Network on Financially Speaking is we talk about your money and your stuff. We don't talk about your neighbors, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your second cousin twice removed or any of those kind of people or your best friend's cousin's brother who lives in another country and you're comparing yourself to what he thinks is right or should be right. No, this is all about you. So this is one of those shows where I like to say it's all about you all the time because you can understand your finances all the time. You only have to understand your finances. You don't have to understand mine or your neighbors or your cousins or anybody else. So that's what we do here on Financially Speaking, and that's really what we do here on the Inspired Choices Network, is we say it's all about you, and you can understand the stuff that you need to understand to make your life as as big and fulfilling and beautiful as you want it to be, because there are no limits except the ones we place on ourselves. So, tonight, um, I thought, you know what, it's a new year, everything is uh it's almost like you get a you start over at the beginning of the year just when that calendar changes dates, doesn't it? And I know a lot of people, they go out and they're like, oh, we're going to do all these New Year's resolutions and they are all gung-ho and are just doing a great gangbusters for the first couple of weeks. <laughs> and a big example, as we all know, is people going to gyms and working out. Those guys have a huge influx of memberships in the first month of the year and then by about March or April, they have had a huge drop-off of memberships. And that is because we are making unrealistic expectations of ourselves. And whether it's the gym or whether it's uh, you're going to eat differently, you're going to shop differently, you're going to change your furniture in your house, it doesn't matter what your New Year's resolution is. Most of us get all caught up in the excitement of it and we're going to do this and we don't set ourselves up on these realistic expectations and then we disappoint ourselves when we don't reach these goals or these targets. So tonight I want to talk about some financial information and some financial planning that we can look at that we actually can keep on track and we need to talk about what's realistic for us and what makes sense and that's what we're going to do. So tonight we're going to talk about planning for a lifetime of adventure. Now, we're not going to set New Year's resolutions. We're not going to say these are our goals for the years or these are our targets for the years. I prefer targets because targets move all the time and we adjust as we need to. Goals are, you know, pretty static and and kind of hard to to reach sometimes when we get all fired up when we do these in this high, heightened state of excitement. So tonight we're going to talk about planning for a lifetime of adventure. So what does that mean? Is it is it just about your money? Well, of course we're going to need some money when we have some adventure, but everyone's definition of adventure is going to be different from somebody else's. Even I, I say 
I've heard, I'm sure you've heard many times if you heard me on the show that I'll say you can take two identical twins and they will still have different needs and different wants and different financial plans because no two people are entirely the same. So we don't want to compare ourselves to anybody else. We don't want to keep up with the Joneses. Um, although I have friends that are the Joneses and they're pretty great people, but I still don't want to keep up with them. That's not uh, what we do. We have uh, Facebook and all these social media outlets that we can look at and help make ourselves feel really bad about ourselves if we let us because we think that everything on there is true and everything that we see is accurate. And the reality of it is it's just not. So <laughs> let's look at things in a realistic point of view. And that's what we're going to do tonight. So for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. Happy New Year. We're happy to have you on the network and joining us here. I'm happy to have you on with us on Financially Speaking. Uh, please uh, reach out if you have questions, if you want to uh, have a topic explored, if you have a question about something financial and you're like, geez, I don't really understand what this is or what it means, send it in, write in, join us in the chat room, visit us on the inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You'll be able to contact us. You'll be able to contact Christine, Christine McIver. She is our owner and senior uh, inspired Choices Network guru. She knows she knows much and many, many skills um, she has on how to help people have a more fulfilled life. So I recommend that if you want to listen to some of the other shows, they're, um, they're great for really giving you the whole well-rounded picture. So I talk about finances, obviously, as the name says, financially speaking. And in my day job as a financial planner and as, a, as having a bookkeeping business, I spend my whole time dealing with money and finances. And that's great because that's what I like to do. But that's only one piece of the puzzle when it comes to living a, a full and fulfilled life. So reach out on any of the other shows. If you're a parent, you want to uh, check in on the, the show about parenting. You want to check in on all the other shows that we have that relate to you. So um, reach out and do that. And if we're missing something, because it could happen, if we're missing something and you think, wow, why don't they have a topic on this? then you definitely need to talk to Christine because you should have an opportunity to have your own show and host it. And for those of you who just had uh, the hair stand on the back of your neck thinking, oh my goodness, I can't host my own show. That was me. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, that was not, remember I'm in finance. We're not normally people that are doing radio shows. We're usually people hiding in the back corner counting money. So it, you absolutely can. So if somebody in finance can do it, so too can you. So reach out, think about it, and and jump in and share your knowledge and help us save the world with uh, um, one host at a time, all the services and all the skills that everybody has to offer. So tonight, planning for a lifetime of adventure. So when I say adventure, are you thinking bungee jumping off the side of a bridge? Are you thinking flying over the Grand Canyon? Are you thinking of skiing? Are you thinking of swimming with the sharks? Those are all adventures for sure. There are a lot of adrenaline uh, junkies adventures. And if you're one of those, that's good. That's great. Good for you. Um, no problem. That can be your adventure. But when I say a lifetime of adventure, we're, we're talking about uh, life and how it's full of a lot of twists and turns. And what we want to do is we just want to navigate through this whole lifetime to say where we're, how we're going to have these great adventures and how we're going to really enjoy our life in total. So uh, that's what planning early for your financial future, this is why planning 
early for your financial future is so important. So you can have all the adventure you want. Uh, you can do anything that you want. You can go anywhere that you want. You can be anything that you want. And I would recommend that you do that by getting your financial planning in place. Because once you have that, then it's like a roadmap to say, okay, I can go and buy those shoes at the really expensive stores if I want to go to. I can go to those expensive jewelry stores and buy that expensive watch or expensive ring or whatever the case may be. Or you can buy that car. You can go skydiving or you can go bungee jumping or race a dragster or whatever it is that you want to do. So let's get our financial house in order and our financial plan in order, which actually can be a lot of fun because all this stuff that we do financially and our planning, if you think about it, it is leading us to do all the things that we really enjoy doing. So I get people that that just are like, oh, I hate finances. I don't understand it. That's okay. You don't have to. You only have to understand yours. And the cool thing is, once you get that in place and you're like, geez, now it kind of, I've got a plan and I know where I'm at. I know when I can retire. I know how much I'm going to have. Now you can go out. You can say, hey, um, you know what? I am going to go out for dinner that extra time this month or I am going to buy a new car or I am going to be able to send my grandkids to college or university or my kids or, or I'm going to be able to donate that money to my favorite charity and save the whales or save the cats or, or, or save any of the animals that are needing help in Australia. So there's all kinds of opportunity once you have that financial plan in place. So that's kind of cool when you think about it. You do one thing and it just spreads out and helps you make all these other great things happen. So think of it like this. We're going to think about um, climbing a mountain, okay? So if you're out there and you're a mountain climber or if you want to be a mountain climber, don't just start, you don't just put on your right shoes and say, okay, let's go climb that mountain. Uh, you don't do that. You don't start climbing it and then decide, oh, you know, halfway up, I probably should have got the right equipment or I probably should have thought about getting the equipment <laughs> or I should have got the right shoes or I should have talked to somebody about this or maybe I should have talked to somebody about, you know, how risky this is or what challenges or what do I need to do to actually reach the summit and what equipment would be best to reach the summit. You don't start climbing the mountain and then start thinking about these things. What we do is we say, okay, we're going to climb a mountain. What do we need? And we start doing a little bit of homework on that. And then we put the plan together and boom, we go climb the mountain. And then we're so excited and so pumped when we put that flag at the top of the summit because we didn't have to do anything on that climb except enjoy it. We weren't worried or stressed about whether or not we had the equipment. We weren't worried about whether or not we had the right equipment. We weren't worried about what challenges are this particular mountain is going to um, present to me. We already planned for it. So we might have been worried and stressed about anything else on the climb, but we weren't worried about the climb because we, we planned for it and we were ready for it. That's what financial planning does. So let's talk about the whole lifetime adventure. Not all this is about money because you know a lot of things need to be in place in order to get the money in place as well. A lot of mental preparation is, uh, in addition to physical preparation and financial preparation. So what challenges do we face climbing the mountain of life when we think of it? Um, our whole life is just this one mountain? So a good way to visualize this. Now, I'm sure everybody out there, this is not going to sound like a financial show when I say Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But if anyone took any psychology or sociology or um basic science or basic uh, arts course, you'll probably have recognized Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So 
So Maslow, he divided the human needs into different relevant sections. So what he did is he said, okay, there's different levels that we need in order to progress from one to the next to the very top of self-actualization. So we're going to talk about the first step in Maslow's hierarchy, which is physiological needs. So the first thing he says is, these are the basic needs, okay? All of us, this is for all of us, by the way. This is for the people who are the Jeff Bezos and uh, Bill Gates of the world who have lots and lots of money. This is for people who are just starting out. This is for people who have major financial challenges. They're all the same. We're all exactly the same with Maslow's hierarchy. So the first level is the physiological ones. And this is where we need the basics. We need uh, the basics of survival. So what do we need for survival? We need food, we need sleep, we need clothing, we need shelter. Once these are met, and we all know, it doesn't matter where you're living, in North America, if you're over in uh, Europe, if you're in Australia, it doesn't matter where you are, whatever country or continent you're, you're in or on, uh, not everybody has these basic survival needs met. And that is for sure in all countries and all parts of the world because some people don't have a home. Some people uh, can't sleep because they're in a war zone. Some people don't have clothing. Some people don't have shelter. Uh, these are not absolutes for everybody. So some people are at level one, which is the physiological need. So once we have our basic survival needs met, our food, sleep, clothing, and shelter, then we can move on to the next one. So this is, it seems very simple and straightforward, but it's not that easy. And it doesn't mean just because we moved out of stage one into stage two that we're going to stay there. We can slide back or we can move up into stage three. So then we move and we look at, um, in our physiological needs, we have safety and security. So let's assume we're all alive, we have food, we have clothing, we have shelter, and we're at least getting some sleep. Then the next priority, which is our next level, is to look at our safety and security. So I'm going to just say, because I'm in Canada, so I'm going to use it as an example, that here our government does a lot to try and ensure that these are met through the justice system, and in our case, universal health care. In the United States, it's also through the justice system. You don't have universal health care, but you do have health care access. So just to give you an idea, although mine is in Canada, the example there's still options and opportunities in other countries for these same things. Now, we talk about third world countries and we run into issues of safety and we run into issues of security. So this is why we may not move out of stage two if we're in one of those places. So when we talk about health insurance, I'm talking about not all safety and security are addressed by the government. So make no mistake, Canada has a pretty uh, pretty decent healthcare system, but it's not free, and it is not free for everything to everybody all the time. So when I say that, one example is if you have a major dental procedure, that can be a financial challenge, or you can have some form of supplementary health insurance that might cover that off. So when we talk about um, planning for a lifetime of adventure tonight, we are going to talk through the hierarchy and we're going to talk about how we're going to plan for this. So we're going to take our first break of the night. We've we've met our first level of physiological needs and talked about that. We're going to talk about our second level of safety and security when we come back. 
So we are going to go to our first break. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about planning for a lifetime of adventure. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network and I am your host Kathy Cook-Noble and today we are talking about planning for a lifetime of adventure. So we talked a little bit about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and I know some people are thinking how does that fit into financial conversation? Well it does in a lot of ways and here's what I'm going to tell you. So we go through there's there's the five levels we're going to go through. We did the first level of physiological and say we've met our physiological needs and we now have the sleep, the food, the clothing, and the shelter. We move into safety and security and we're going to say in safety and security, we're going to have health issues. And what do we do if we have health issues? Well, we need health insurance. So either you're paying for it out of pocket or part of it is covered if you're under a universal health care program or you have benefits that is covered or you have your own health plan that it's covered under. So these are things that we want to look at that can have a major, major, major financial impact on your life. So for one example, if you had to have major dental procedure, it could be a huge challenge for people because that can be several thousand dollars. So either you have a form of supplementary health insurance for yourself or you might have a benefits package through work that you either pay part of or your employer pays for. If your employer doesn't provide any benefits or if your benefits are limited, then this is where you have to look at and say, hey, maybe I should consider purchasing my own supplemental um, package or benefits to cover these things off. Because people don't realize one of the biggest um, 
financial challenges people face is uh, in the U.S. is health insurance. So health insurance and health issues can be extremely expensive, and I believe it is still the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States is um, uh, health health financial payments for health challenges. So that is a really, really big deal. So we have to make sure that these things are in place so that we can move on and not worry about whether or not we have health challenges. So living benefits is where we would look at that here. And living benefits I've talked about on the show before, but at this point in Maslow's hierarchy with safety and security, we're going to say, okay, thankfully now we've got a job, we're paying the bills, we're keeping food on the table, um, we probably now have coverage for healthcare costs. And then we look at it and we say, okay, but what happens if um, something happens to us, something happens to me that I now don't have my job and I'm unable to work? So how do I continue to pay the bills and feed yourself? Remember when I said you can slide between the different levels? It's not absolute. Well, if you lose your job and you have no coverage and you're financially, all your money has to go towards paying a health um, crisis, then you could move back into the first level because now you don't have a way to pay for food. You may not be able to keep the keep your shelter, which is the roof over your head, either by renting or, or owning your house, whatever the case may be. So a major part of providing security in this level is ensuring that you can continue fulfilling your physiological needs in the case of any accident or illness. So that's where we want to make sure health insurance and living benefits are in. Having a rainy day fund set aside is one way of doing it. But it's really difficult to save for a lost compensation of a full career. So if you lose your job and you can no longer or you can no longer work, it's really hard to have that kind of emergency money set aside. But living benefits can play a really important role uh, in this respect because they provide a safety net that can pay a portion of your normal salary in the event of a long-term disability or in the case of a critical illness where it pays you a lump sum tax-free payment. So now we're going to have those in place. We're going to move into the next level, level three of love and belonging. So now that we're basic needs are met, we've found a way to secure them. At this point, we might start having a family or we're going to plan to have a family, which is great. Isn't that fun? Everybody's all happy. But now we have to make sure um, if the family is protected, are they protected long term? Because this is, it gets, when I say it gets more complicated, in this case, you know, it gets more complicated in the fact that now you have a few more layers because we have more than just ourselves that we're looking at. Now we're looking at our partner. We're looking at children down the road. So now we have other people, our dog, our cat, whatever the case is that we have to look after and protect. So this is where you want to start saving money for your kids to go to school, um, maybe pay for extracurricular activities, uh, possibly go have therapy because now you've got six kids and two dogs and a cat and <laughs> all these other things. So all these things need to be paid for. And this is where we need to be planning for it. You know, if, if Junior's going to take piano lessons or ballet lessons or football lessons, these all have to be be thought about. So this is where we talk about our term life insurance. So one of the scariest questions that people seem to face is what would you do if something happened to you? And I know a lot of people don't like to talk about it. They don't like to think about it because they think it's bad karma if they mention it. No, it's it's bad karma if you haven't got it all figured out and in place and something does happen because we're not living, un- we don't have our heads in the sand like an ostrich. We know that stuff happens. We don't want stuff to happen to us, obviously, but 
if anything happens to us, we want to make sure we're in the best possible position to deal with it. And that means having our insurance in place. And in this particular phase of Maslow's hierarchy, it's either going to be term insurance, it might be permanent insurance, but we're going to look at that. And I've talked before about the difference between them, but the term insurance is how do you think of it like this? If something ever happened to you, how does your family continue to put food on the table or pay for the, the kid's education or for paying off the house? So if you just got married and you had a couple kids and now you just bought a house and something happens to you, what happens to that family income when that particular income goes away? Well, nowadays, the income in a house is dependent typically on two household incomes. So a mortgage isn't just based on my income. It's based on my income and my husband's income. So what does that do to the mortgage? Well, the mortgage is still due. And the mortgage holder is not going to say, well, that's too bad. You've lost half of the income that we originally calculated to use it. They're going to say, no, the mortgage is still due. And that's up to you now to come up with the, the difference. So this is where that could be very stressful. So life insurance is kind of cool. It's not kind of. It is cool. I love it. I think it's a great um, product and opportunity that everybody has. And it's a privilege to have it. It's it's not a right. Uh, it's like driving. I don't think it's a right to drive a car. It's a privilege that we're given. And this is the same with life insurance. So you can use it as a, a hedge uh, against this risk of something happening to me. So, and the best part is, since since the likelihood of, of someone dying at a young age, uh, term insurance can be really inexpensive. So, say for example, if you're three years old, you have a newborn, you decide your family needs you know five hundred thousand to support themselves. If if I died, um, I might only be paying a few hundred dollars a year to provide that amount of coverage for twenty years. So, if I'm thirty years old and I'm going to put this in place, it costs me a couple hundred dollars a year for twenty years. That I know 20 years is, and the reason I say 20 years is because that's sort of the magic number where the kids are all grown up and out of the house and on their own, either at, at school or finishing school or, or, you know, establishing their own career or getting a job or whatever the case is. So for 20 years, we're responsible for these little people that we need to make sure they're taken care of and they're fed. And if anything happens to us, that, that they can carry on and continue to be taken care of and fed. So, that could be where the term insurance comes in. It's, it's simple. It's an inexpensive way to provide security for the family in the young, early years. Now, it's, it's important to know that just because the risk of dying uh, is increasing dramatically as you age, renewing that same policy 20 years later is also going to be more expensive. So we have options called permanent insurance. So permanent insurance, as it, as it says, it's permanent. So instead of only lasting 20 years, it lasts for your whole life. Now, typically these policies are are more expensive than what the term insurance is at the time, but when you look at it over a long term, they end up cheaper or more inexpensive because you now have it for your whole life and it's not doing the, the, the dramatic increases like a term insurance would. There's also some really cool stuff in there that you can look at where you can have some uh, guaranteed cash surrender values. Um, where that's something if you paid your premium for, say, 20 years and decide you no longer needed it, you could get something back off of it, or you could have it paid up in 20 years, or you could have a portion of it, use it as an investment. Like These are all cool things you want to talk to your investment person about because there's definitely options that you can uh, can do with your life insurance. So that is where the love and belonging, and it sounds funny, I think, 
sometimes when people hear love and belonging, they're thinking warm and fuzzy stuff, not life insurance. But if you're thinking about your loved ones and making sure that they're taken care of, then life insurance is automatically the thing that comes to my mind because now I've got the first three levels. You know, I, I can uh, feed my family. We've got shelter over our, our heads. We, we're sleeping. We've got clothing on our backs. Now we've got safety and security. I've got all my health insurance and my living benefits in place, so I'm still here. And if something happens to me, to my income, then my income can be replaced and my family doesn't have to move or or have any drastic changes in their life. And then if something actually permanent happened to me and I'm no longer here, then I made my next phase of love and belonging and I have my term insurance or my permanent insurance, whichever the case is. And that helps my family to stay in the third level of love and belonging without moving back to to two or one. So we have two more um, levels of Maslow's hierarchy that we're going to go through. And we're going to finish those right after our next break. So stay tuned with that. We're up to our second break of the night. And you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we come back, we are going to continue our talk about planning for a lifetime of adventure so that we can live a long, healthy, and prosperous life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And before we went to break, we were talking about Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Yes, that's right, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs on a financial show. Because who doesn't think about Maslow when they think about money? And we are talking tonight about planning for a lifetime of adventure. And it's incredible how I always say that money 
can be connected to all parts of our life. And I don't mean that in a way where we have to be obsessed with it and, and unhealthy about it, but in a way that it really does touch all the different parts of our life because with money, we have access to a whole lot of other opportunities that we might want or a different kind of lifestyle that we want. Without money, we are uh, sometimes sad or disappointed or discouraged because we don't have that lifestyle that we want or those opportunities that we want. But here's the great news about money is money doesn't care. Money doesn't think about us. Money has no feelings for us and there's lots of money out there. So if you want it, you can go and earn it and make it and as much as you want or donate as much as you want or do whatever you want with it. And that is the really great thing about it is once you have the money, you do whatever you want with it. If you want to travel, if you want to give it to your kids, buy your kids a house, take your grandchildren to college or university, if you want to uh, save dogs and have a sanctuary, if you want to um, buy property, if you want to donate to your church, like the end, the list is endless and endless and endless. So how does that fit into our planning for a lifetime of adventure? Well, because Maslow's hierarchy of needs says once we have hit these five levels of uh, of needs that all relate to needing money or at least not having the absence of money. So all of them have to do, and, and this doesn't have to be on a big scale, remember. This is on whatever style of life that you want. You don't have to have two houses and six cars, a boat and a yacht and all these other things. That is not required. And this is not something that you think should be required. This is about what you truly, truly want and what you truly desire. And what that is, is completely individual if you're by yourself and it can be as a family if you're, you know, you have a partner or spouse or you have kids and that might be your family plan. So all of this is the great stuff about all this is all of it is individual to us. So we have our first level, our physiological needs where we have to, we have to eat and we have to have shelter and we have to have clothing. And then we had our safety and security where, you know, we need to make sure that now that we have those other, now that we've got a place to, to to lay our head at night and we can, you know, cook our meals and eat there. Now that we have that in place, we have to make sure that we're safe and that we have health care. And this is where our health care comes in. This is where our living benefits come in. Then we made sure that we had, we were able to check off that box for love and belonging. And that's where we look after our loved ones. And we make sure that they are taken care of should anything happen to us. And that's where our permanent or our term life insurance was an option and a discussion. So now we look at our fourth level, and that fourth level is called esteem. So once we have us, once we have ourselves or we have our family secure and we're on this great trajectory of where we want to go, then we're going to start focusing more on who you are, what you've done, what you hope to achieve. And at this stage in your life, the higher needs are for respect from others, and more importantly, about respecting yourself. So we're not worried about these things when we're, we're worried about where our next meal is coming from or where we're going to sleep tonight. That's not what we're worried about at that stage in level one. And we're not worried about that in level two when our stage of um, safety and security is, is being questioned or challenged because we have had a major health crisis and now we've depleted our funds. We're not, we're not thinking about, oh, we're, where do we want to go? We're not thinking about respect. We don't want respect. We're not looking for respect for ourselves or for others. That's coming after we've met these. And remember, I said you can move between levels and you can move up and you can move down. So this is why it's so important to have 
your financial plan in place because we've got covered off of our our, our checklist is uh, our living benefits and our health benefits, and then we have we have taken place um, what happens to us. So if our family was left without us, and when I say without us, I'm talking about our income because number one, it's a financial show, but number two, we can't put a value on what we are to our family. You cannot possibly ever plan for losing somebody like that. What we can plan for is losing their income. And that's what I'm talking about. So when people get emotional or or um, defensive or scared or, or, or sort of um, clam up because the conversation comes up, this has nothing to do with you, your value, and how much your family needs you or wants you. This has to do with very simple financial math. Remember, money has no feelings. So this is about money and you saying, listen, if my income of $50,000 were to disappear, how will my family carry on without it? I need to make sure that there's something in place that covers off that loss of income. That's what we're talking about. We are not talking about you, the person. We're talking about you, your income. So just keep that in mind. And, and it takes out a lot of that emotional part of of uh, the conversation when you're talking about it. So esteem, we're now at stage four and we're looking for respect from others and more importantly, we want to respect ourselves. So an example of this is how proud you are in your career. So do others look up to you as a role model? What is it you want to achieve in your life? Um, These are difficult questions. So if you don't have the answer, you don't have to. This is what we're trying to find out, right? This is where our exploring takes place. So achieving these kind of goals, they require a great amount of a greater amount of capital, and that's a little bit more sophisticated planning, because now we're not thinking about I need food to eat today and a place to sleep tonight. We're now thinking about much bigger pictures that are a lot more subjective. So don't worry if you don't have all the answers. That's why we're here. That's what this this particular phase is for. So some people they don't like what they do for a living. And this is where they're like, you know what? We've met all three of the levels of uh, our hierarchy of needs. And I get to the esteem and I'm like, you know what? I don't like my job. I don't like where I work. And they, But they have this great hobby that they like. And they're, they're thinking, can I turn that hobby into a job, into my full-time business? And it can be very exciting for them. And this is part of the adventure, right? So they can say, how do I do that? And what does that look like? And when do I do it? And are we set up to do that? financially, emotionally, and all that. So this is the stuff we start to look at. And this is the sta- this is the stage where we start investing in a in a in Canada. I'll use the terms TFSA. In the States you're talking about a, a Roth IRA and four oh one Ks. That's the equivalent of our TFSAs and RFPs, I believe. Um so the best part is you're planning ahead of this time. Uh you can and this might be one of the vehicles that you look at as a TFSA where you can uh the nice part about this is why I say this is an example because you can take out money from your TFSA, your tax-free savings account, which is actually an investment, by the way. Don't let the savings account term fool you. Um, you can have that money invested and you can withdraw it. No penalties, no taxes, no problems, no issues, no nothing. And then you can put that money back in when you have more of it. So this is really a great place for where, if you're going to do that, turn that hobby into a business. Now you've got some money saved up in that, that tax-free savings environment where you can actually do it. This is where you could also invest in life insurance. This isn't the same as as our safety and security level. This is about investing now. So it's less frequent, but um, 
The permanent insurance option is not used as much, which is sad because it's a beautiful vehicle, but it sounds a little counterintuitive, but insurance actually builds up a cash surrender value. So there is an investment portion to it and it can actually be used for a lot of really great things like collateral for a loan. So now we want to turn this hobby into a business. We might have this um, cash surrender value available. That's what we can take that to the bank, literally take it to the bank and get a loan against it. And you don't have to cash anything in. You don't have to sell your blood or anything like that. Like you think you do when it comes to getting a loan. So these are all really great options that you can have. It can be very effective to fund your new business or if you want to expand another one or current one, then that's cool. The nice thing is you still keep your insurance in place and in the, if, if a tragedy strikes, then your insurance death benefit can pay off the loan and the remainder still goes to the beneficiary. So we're still keeping the safety and security in place. We are still keeping the esteem in place. We're still looking after our family. And the nice thing about this is with Maslow's hierarchy, this isn't about a step one, check this off. Yep, got food. Yep, got sheltered. Yep, got this. It all flows together and some of it overflows. So you might be just in that loving and belonging stage where you're just getting that insurance put in place because you're younger. And then you start to look into the investments and the investing in the permanent insurance. And oh, there you have it. Now you're into the esteem phase. So they they flow together quite, quite nicely. They also flow backwards if you don't have these things kept in place. So... So far, we have hit four out of five Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So the fifth one that we're talking about is the the one that most people uh, do not reach, or I should say few people reach it, however you want to look at it. But this is the highest level of its hierarchy, and it's called self-actualization. And if you can get to Maslow's hierarchy of self-actualization, this is really cool. So this is the part where you are completely committed to fulfilling your ultimate potential. And this can be including mastering a talent or a skill, becoming the central figure in your community. This is where you start looking at leaving a legacy for your future generations. This is the stage where we start to talk about, from a financial perspective, the retirement, the estate, your legacy. This is this is it. Like this is the spot where you have achieved some extraordinary things and you're there. You, you've, you've met every other need. There's no problem. There's no fear. There's no worry about where your next meal is coming from, where you're going to lay your head at night, there, or whether or not you're going to have clothes on your back. There's no fear at all about safety and security. You know if you get sick, you're covered. The income is, is covered. You have your living benefits in place. There is no fear uh, when it comes to your loving and belonging, whether or not you have temporary or permanent insurance, you have it. You're invested. You've got the permanent stuff. You have got all the the pieces lined up. You've got the esteem checked off. You're now, you, you respect yourself. You're getting respect from others. And now we hit this top, top tier called self-actualization. And for some people, when you, it's funny, if you've ever studied Maslow's hierarchy and they tell you like self-actualization, few people make it and everything. And, and it sounds intimidating, but it sounds fantastic when you think about it because now you are doing everything that you want to do to fulfill your ultimate potential. And for those of you who've ever watched Oprah, uh, Oprah Winfrey, I'm not a loyal follower by any stretch, but I do know that she's many, many, many times talked about fulfilling her ultimate potential. 
And that's what her, she strives to do. She is in that level of self-actualization where that's what she's attempting to do. Bill Gates is at that level of self-actualization. And he's the, the one of the founders of Microsoft. And he left Microsoft running the company many years ago and only focuses on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That's him and his wife. And their goal was uh, a lot of, they have different goals, but one of the goals was to eradicate, um, I believe it was measles and polio from the planet. And that's what they're, that's their focus. So they're reaching, reaching this ultimate potential that they have. And it's really very exciting. So we're going to take our last break of the night and we come back. I'm going to talk to you about the very last level of self-actualization and how we're going to look at those three considerations from the financial perspective, our retirement, our estate, and our legacy, because that's when we start to focus just on this because we're not worried about the other. So stay tuned. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to wrap up our conversation about planning for a lifetime of adventure. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. And before we went to the break, our final break of the night, we were talking about planning for a lifetime of adventure. And we did that by looking at the different levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the final one that we're talking about is that level called self-actualization. And that's where you're fulfilling your ultimate potential. So from a financial um, point, there's three main considerations. One is uh, the estate, the sorry, retirement, the estate, and your legacy. So retirement is preparing for retirement. So this takes on a whole bunch of different forms. And I'm going to tell you right now, like everything else I've ever said to you, 
no two retirements are the same. So what you plan on your retirement depends on what your career, your business was, depends on what your interests are, depends on how long you're going to work, uh, if you're going to work part-time, if you're going to volunteer, it's got a, if you want to travel, it's got a whole list of things that are, are uh, subject to interpretation for what you want. So some people, they might rely on a pension. Other people don't have a pension. They might have invested in their um, RSP, their TFSA, their 401k, their Roth, their IR, Roth IRAs, IRAs in the States, all these different investments they might have for themselves. Um, and off, again, we talked about the cash surrender value of life insurance. That was collateral for a loan. That could be used in your retirement plan as well. Um, exempting the life insurance policies are not subject to the tax on the investment income with the policy unless it's withdrawn by the policy. So we are also looking at tax implications. So we can't forget that. In addition to this new benefit, we are also offering um, the cash, the, you know, the guaranteed cash surrender value, what that offers and the investment options and that whether we can get a guaranteed return for life with annuities. There's all kinds of options that we're looking at now for how our cash is going to come in. But um, this is where we're looking at what our retirement looks like. How much money do we need? How are we going to get paid? Uh, how are we going to receive that money? Uh, when are we going to receive that money? How much do we need? Uh, what happens if it's all tied up in the market and we don't have a fixed pension? Then that means we're subject to uh, the market conditions. So we have to be able to understand that and be prepared for it. So that's the first leg of the retire of the um, self-actualization. The second one is your estate. So this is um, this is all your stuff. So everybody has stuff. And your estate is all your stuff. So life insurance is obviously a clear and effective strategy that maintains the wealth to your spouse, your children, or your estate when you pass away. Um, the reason why it's so effective is because when you pass away, you're deemed to dispose of your assets, which can result in a, a tax liability for income. So that, that, that significantly impacts the value of your estate. So when somebody passes away, you evaluate their estate because they've it's a deemed disposition now of the estate, which means they're no longer there, so we're summing it all up. And that's when they calculate what used to be called the estate tax or probate fees. Now, life insurance is really effective because life insurance doesn't go through that. They're tax-free. They go right to your beneficiary, and that's that. No problem, no fuss, no muss, um, for the most part. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule, but... Um, we want it, if we set everything up nice and neat and properly, then no fuss, no muss, and that tra transfers right through. So that's how we can share wealth with the next generation. Now, the third leg of our financial perspective here is your legacy. So this is um, after you're gone, other than your assets that you give to your kids or your spouse, um, how do you want to make a lasting positive impact on the world? This is where we consider that. What do we want to do? How do we want to do it? And what stages are we going to do it in? So obviously a pretty common one is you donate money to charity. But did you know that you can actually name a charity as the beneficiary of a life insurance policy? It is true, you can. So some people, for example, will purchase a permanent life insurance policy when they're young and they make sure that their family has the security and everything, all that stuff is in place. And then they become successful and they see that, well, we don't really need all that coverage or or maybe you do, doesn't matter because it's part of your plan. And what we do is they have that beneficiary either fully or partly 
as the recipient of their life insurance plan. So we just changed the beneficiary and that goes same story, only it goes to your charity now. So there's a lot of tools that you can use. You know, we talked about um, climbing a mountain. Well, this is what we've done. We've climbed the mountain of our life and life's always got risks. But when we plan it out and we get the right equipment and we minimize the risks and we maximize our opportunities, that's really when we can look and feel comfortable and say, hey, you know what? We've got it all in place. We've done the best we possibly can. We've looked after the family. We've looked after the options or um, potentials. The risk of something happens to me and my income. Something happens to my income while I'm alive. And what do we do? And then something happens to my income because I've died. Now what do we do? So we've got all these all these things in place. All these precautions looked after. We've moved nicely through Maslow's hierarchy and then Beautifully, we get to that self-actualization stage. And then the only thing we're going to be really focusing on is what's that retirement look like? You know, what's our estate going to look like? Who's going to get what? How's that going to be divided up? How does that work tax-wise? I didn't even talk about taxes, but taxes are always a consideration through all these levels. Um, what's taxable? What's not taxable? How do we minimize tax? Um, different kinds of taxes, not just income tax, but uh, obviously when we're talking about probate, we're talking about uh, your estate tax. And then we're going to say, you know, what's the legacy that we want to leave? And ultimately, that's when we're not here. When people think about us or talk about us, what what do we want them to say, think, and feel? And that's really what we're establishing for ourselves under this legacy. And that's what self-actualization is. So believe it or not, finance is woven through every little piece of our lives, and whether, you know, it doesn't have to be a big focus and obsession. It doesn't have to be like that. It just has to be there and say, yep, that's just, it's just there. It's something we have to look at, the financial part of it. We get it in place. Instead of being scared of it, let's just understand our own stuff. And then we can, we can honestly put our plan together and be, you know, this works. We're comfortable with it. We're happy with it. We can obtain all these goals that we have for ourselves and we can reach these goals and, and hopefully, we we reach that self-actualization. But if we don't, we can still have a very successful and happy life. So hopefully that was some planning that you can use for the lifetime of adventure. We'll be back here again next week and we're going to be talking about some other financial concepts. I actually think next week we have a, a guest. So we'll be back here next week and talk more financially speaking. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that...